Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of Views from the Porch. I'm here with Joshua Tim. What's up, team? And Mrs. Elena Haas. Hey, guys. And today we're kicking off a subcategory called Instagram Theology, or for uh, some of you, Graham Theology. That's right. <laughs> they call it the Graham. And in oh this category, God. we're going to cover topics hashtags, things that people will uh, say or maybe put in their bio or people will tag or put a hashtag on the end of something they're saying, just kind of like theology that is almost like worldly meets with some Bible in there. And there's mm-hmm. some some kind of half truths mm-hmm. mixed inside of it. This one today comes from a very popular pop culture thing that is related to a TV show. Josh, I know you're a big avid fan of this show. Yeah. What <laughs> is it? It's The Bachelorette. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, our friend and, and something that she said on The Bachelorette, Hannah B. And really, I think the, the message behind what she's saying is, I love Jesus with my whole heart, despite what my life looks like. Despite what my life... So for every guy who's listening still, thank you, number one, for not turning this off already. <laughs> but for everyone who is not paying attention to what The Bachelor at... Bachelor Nation. Bachelor Nation. (laughs) Wow. Is that a part of the Bachelor Nation? Yeah, let me. It's a thing. How many episodes at this table have we actually watched? I've never seen an entire episode. I've seen two episodes in this season. I have. Okay, two episodes. Thank you for thank you for confessing. Yeah. Um, uh, Josh, have you seen any? (laughs) No. Okay, great. So we are flying a little bit blind here, but we are just going to dissect what uh, there was something that was. It's Interesting been, enough yeah. to, to at least address or to talk about because yes. a lot of people at least are somewhat familiar with all the drama. There's been things said on that show um, that is all over Instagram, all over the internet. So even if you don't watch the show, it's really hard to not hear about what's been happening Dope. as far as two people on the show that say they're Christians and we just want to talk about what that looks like and um, yeah, things about that. Yeah, so. things that may be detrimental to like christianity to christ mm-hmm. to so as a disclaimer this is a conversation this is not an endorsement of the bachelorette like you already heard um we're not going to go hard to the hole on a lot of things about the bachelorette because we i have not seen them so i don't know what to address but i have seen at least a couple clips that were sent on and they just intersected with jesus and also some statements where it's like hey let's at least talk about that and um and engage in that conversation i don't know hannah b mm-hmm. yeah Brown. Did they give her last name? Hannah Brown. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Hannah Brown. Don't know uh, much about the, uh, um, don't know all the ins and outs of that, of everything that happened. But we, even from just the clips and sound bites that we have seen, we do think it's a relevant conversation to young adults and friends who would say something similar, candidly. And the reason why the Instagram theology breaks down of, hey, I love Jesus with my whole heart despite what my life looks like. And the reason we even use that is because on, um, Hannah B, again, who we don't know, who Hannah, if you ever come to Dallas, we'd love to talk with you and um, and hope that you have a radical devotion to Jesus and follow him for the rest of your days and you end up selecting. So- have they picked somebody? <laughs> Not yet. Selecting a husband who, you know, loves Jesus and, and all great things we hope for you. Mm-hmm. So this is nothing, very little to do with that, but just some sound statements that could be confusing to people that we thought would be worth addressing. On her Instagram in particular, I was shown, it just says, hey, I love Jesus with all of my heart. And then when you contrast that with some of the 
uh, stuff that happened, I guess, last week. Yeah, the content on the show and yeah, things that have happened. I think it can be kind of confusing on um, what being a Christ follower looks like and what Christianity is about and um, some of the values there. And so I think totally we we just want to bring clarity. We do know that a lot of people that go to the porch, watch the bachelor. We know that it's very relevant in culture. And so we, we we like to talk about things that are going on in culture, not just in our Christian little bubble. Totally. And the reason I say it is an Instagram theology to say, I love Jesus with all of my heart, despite what my life looks like is that's not true. One, I don't know that any of us love Jesus with all of our heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I, like the most perfect person who ever lived other than Jesus, whoever that person would be, um, and they would be still be imperfect. But I don't know that anyone has a completely undivided, fully devoted, perfectly aligned heart towards Jesus. So that's number one. And I certainly don't think it's possible for someone to say, I love Jesus with all of my heart, and yet I live counter to the ways that Jesus calls me to. Mm-hmm. I'm not the smartest guy in the book. That's not a, that's not a kind of, if I say that statement, I love Jesus with all of my heart. And yet these things that I'm engaging in are clearly against what God says in the Bible is the way that we are to uh, follow Christ. That's going to be not true. So I don't even know that any of us sitting at this table can say, I love Jesus with all of my heart, perfectly and completely especially if we're then saying, and you know, that stuff that goes against what God says, but it doesn't matter because Jesus still loves me and I still love him. That if you love somebody, I can't say I love my wife with all of my heart, despite if I sleep around with other women. Everyone would say, no, you don't. Yeah. (laughs) That your life is not translating in a way that if you really loved her with all of your heart, that would look in a certain way. And so that's what I mean by the Instagram theology is that's just not true. It's not helpful. It breaks down. And it can be really, really confusing. So why don't you set up a little bit of what happened, Elena? And um, and then we can... So this is less about even The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, or The Bachelor Nation, or any of that stuff. It's more <laughs> about how this line of thinking is very prevalent yeah. in culture and cultural yep. Christianity. And it's destructive. And um, and it it is not allowing, setting people up to... Ex- it's confusing to people who are not Christians. Right. And it is toxic uh, to the perception of the church. And I'm sure there were toxic things on both sides. Cause there was a dude involved too. Right. Right. Yeah. There was a guy. So I'll set it up a little bit from what I, I've seen it on Instagram. I mean, you really can't go on Instagram without seeing it, but, um, there's clips and, in this one section of the show, Luke and Hannah B were at dinner and they were talking and Luke basically asked Hannah if she had, um, had sex with any of the guys in the fantasy suites because it was fantasy suite week. And later on, she does say that, yes, yeah, she did in fact have sex and that Jesus still loves her. That was the quote um, that's all over Instagram. And so the the hard part with that is, yeah, Jesus still loves her. That's absolutely true. And there's true parts in that. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but then later, a few seconds later, she started explaining it more and it showed she was like, yeah, I... I don't even know if I can say this on the podcast. I she basically said I had sex in a wind windmill, and then definitely can't say what she said on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she, for yeah. sure cannot so without it's, bleeping it's it out. She said, "Yeah, I had sex in a, a windmill, and then we did it a second time." And she winked and kind of acted like she was proud of it. And so I think just knowing what the Bible says about premarital sex, and then knowing um, her saying on her Instagram bio, "I love Jesus with my whole heart." There's just two things there that doesn't feel like it's, um, how do I put it? Basically, she doesn't seem... Re- yeah, repentant over sin repentant or broken heart. I mean, sin. the mark of a believer is saying, hey, I, I am a sinner. 
I'm broken. I need a savior and I hate my sin. And I, I, um, it's not that I am perfect or I never do that, but there's at least the spirit of God that convicts me whenever my sin is pointed out. And if someone is just saying, Hey, I'm going to uh, Paul in Romans chapter six said, Hey, shall we continue to sin so that grace may abound by no means that we shouldn't delight in. And even in Romans chapter two, earlier in the, I'm sorry, Romans chapter three, earlier in the book, he talks about, Hey, some will just say, Hey, we are, um, if grace covers it, then we should just sin all the more so that grace would increase. And he says, those people, their condemnation is just. And he basically says like people who say Christianity is like, man, just do this and you get a free, uh, a, um, a free pass on everything. And you just continue to live however you want is at least inconsistent with what the Bible teaches Christians look like. And at most complete heresy. And they actually are not followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, Again, this is not about Hannah B. We don't know Hannah B. And Hannah B, yeah. may, I mean, they may butcher those clips. Who knows? She may have not said, mm-hmm. I have no idea. But um, but I do think that line of thinking is prevalent in Christianity today or in cultural Christianity today. And a lot of people who think that they're Christians who are like, look, I can live however I want and do however I want. And, and nobody should tell me any different um, because Jesus still loves me. And that is true. But because Jesus loves you, Hannah B., all people who've ever lived, he calls you to live in such a way and to follow him to life. The tragedy for her in that situation, and dude, the Bachelorette, just candidly, um, I wouldn't say you shouldn't watch it, but I do wrestle over, mm-hmm. um, like I'm not telling everybody out there they can't ever and shouldn't, but I, I do think it's at least dangerous because things like the, the what's it called, the Bachelor Suite? Fantasy Suite. Fantasy Suite. And that's where you just like, you get to have sex with all the, like that, that's prostitution (laughs) on a grand form. The fantasy suites is just that you have a, you have a room that you can go spend the night as a couple in the room versus spending the night in separate rooms. Yeah. It's basically, Hey, you can go have sex together. Yeah. I I don't know that anyone, I certainly wouldn't suggest that you should go in there. My guess is most people who are not planning on having sex, if they're like, Hey, I'm not going to incorporate that in the show. And I know that's happened a couple of times uh, yeah. with different people, candidates or whatever you'd call them. Um, <laughs> my guess is they don't use that, but I have no idea just at least cause it would be confusing. And, and um, if I'm going into the fantasy suite, there's probably a, yeah, I know what's going on in there. So even the fact that that exists mm-hmm. is confusing. It's dangerous. Candidly, it's weird. Think about that. Hey, we're going to watch a show. And uh, this week I get to have sex with three different people and you guys tune in and uh, you can see us cuddling in bed afterwards. It's like the whole thing is just, oh man, it's just so bizarre and messed up and tragic. And um, I think it feeds something really, really unhealthy. So I wouldn't say... And that, that, um, that's a sin to watch, but I would say it's at least really dangerous. And <clears throat> Hey, I think to that, David, Philippians 4, 8 says something pretty strong to that. It says this, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so I don't hear you saying you can't watch it um, or you're, uh, I don't know if we could explicitly say you're in sin, but man, there are some principles that the Bible speaks of that would say, man, it'd be hard for me to go. Yeah, everything inside of that is commendable and lovely and pure and if you're watching it you're thinking about it yeah he's saying well so i don't want to get totally off track here i want to kind of go back and answer the question david i'd love for you to begin to break down at least some of the potential flawed theology in just the line i i have had sex and jesus still loves me because there's there's truth inside of that but i'd love to continue to break that down a little bit further for me and everyone listening as to where there could be some faulty 
thought processes or at least theology behind that? Well, I, in some ways it's perfect theology. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who's had sex, me, I can say I've had sex and Jesus still loves me. And that is flawless theology that the love of God has been perfectly displayed. There's no sexuality or sexual immorality that you could possibly perform or engage in that would cease to make God love you. So in some ways that is a perfect expression of theology. Again, I think it is, I think it's tragic for a couple of reasons. One, it paints a picture that, hey, I should live however I want and God doesn't care. And that is false. And the reason I say that is we know, especially, or I should have sex with everyone and God doesn't care. And I'm choosing my words very mm-hmm. carefully, carefully here. In yep. First Thessalonians chapter four, it said, this is the will of God for you. In other words, this is what God wants your life to look like, or this is what God would call you to, cares about. This is what his desire for your life should look like, that you would be sanctified. This is verse three of First Thessalonians chapter four. So the idea that, hey, I can live however I want because God doesn't care. This is what it, God's will for you is that you would be sanctified. And then he says, what's that look like? That you would avoid sexual immorality or sexual sin outside of the context of marriage. Each of you would learn to control your body in a way that's holy and honorable, not in passionate lust, like the pagans who do not know God. And in that manner that no one should wrong or take advantage of his brother or his sister. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins as we told you and warned you before. God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God, the very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. So anyone who rejects that God's will for your life would be sexual purity and pursuing that. And there's a big difference between having a past that like you made some mistakes and and being burdened or broken over sin and um, looking at something and saying, hey, I didn't live a perfect life and celebrating it. And what I, I have seen, and again, I haven't known, and maybe all those clips were spiced together and totally jacked up. But if someone stands there and said, hey, I don't care how I live and I'm gonna have sex multiple times, that's how you do it and embraces that and then on the other hand embraces you know and i'm all about jesus too no you are not and you are rejecting what god says is a direct command from him so my heart right breaks for hannah and my heart breaks for anyone who who thinks that that type of living is both healthy it would be what god wants and um and i hope that we are wrong and that god steps in and redeems that entire situation i don't know a ton of couples who um, have sex with multiple people in the same week and that end up uh, <laughs> sleeping together in a windmill um, and they reject God's command that end up having a really happy marriage where they're pursuing what God says is what marriage should look like and the marriage that ultimately everybody wants. So I guess the fastest way I would say it is my heart breaks for Hannah because generally speaking, when this is the direction of your life, you're headed towards some really painful days ahead. Yeah. That likely, this may not be the storybook ending that she wants or anybody who lives that way wants. If, if you just follow, so take it out of her and just say, man, if you're going to live that way and you're going to date in the way that you think is right, not what God says, pursue sex inside of relationships in a way that God says don't, then the uh, you're in a, say what you said about the free fall. Honestly, it was really, I saw that episode. It was really hard for me to watch because... I think why I was getting, I really started asking myself, like, why is this bothering you so much? And I think it's because for so long, my whole, Hmm. like, as I was growing up and up until I was like out of college, I saw so many people say, hey, I'm a Christian and then do things that were so 
contradictory to scripture and that did not align with scripture. And I just thought, oh, like no big deal. This is what it means to be a Christian. You accept Jesus as your savior and then you just continue living your life, doing whatever you want. Like I'll do that. That sounds great. I'll have fire insurance. I'll make sure I'm not going to hell. And then I'll just continue living my life and, um, you know, just doing really whatever I want to do. I'll just do that. And I lived that way. And I believed that for so long and I was so confused and I was so, I deep down, I knew something in my life was missing. And I just felt this hole of like, that really could have only be filled by God. And I thought I was a Christian, but I also was very unsure. And my life just got really hurt by watching people say that they were following Christ, but then not following Christ and me thinking that's what it meant to be a Christian. And when I actually started following Jesus and I accepted Jesus into my life and I knew, um, that I wanted to start following him with everything, that's when my life started to change. And I started to see like, I cannot believe all the people that just let me believe that. And it really hurt my walk with the Lord for a long time. And it made me make really bad decisions and things that I still have to deal with today. And so when I see people, honestly, I look at Hannah and I'm like, I get it. Like that was me. That That's how I was. And that's how I was in college. And that's how I was up until... I really heard the truth and someone finally shared with me what it means to follow Jesus. And anyway, so what David was saying is I've heard um, our pastor say this at our church and it really made sense to me. He, it was basically the story when there's two people, they're in a big building and they're walking downstairs and they're seeing people jump off the top of the building and just free fall down and look out and see. And it looks so fun and they're free falling and they're like, this is awesome. You know, going down and you're like, wow, I'm standing here. I'm walking down these stairs. It's taking me so long. I'm out of breath. I'm, it's hard work. And I'm watching these people free fall. And that looks so much more fun. Like, why can't I do that? And the thing is, is that person, it looks like it's fun until they're going to eventually hit the bottom of the ground. And that's it. Like life over every, like it's done. Like, and I'll, I think a lot of us well, in our Christian walk, I can see people, what it looks like is kind of getting away with sin and like just doing things that are contradictory to what God says we should do. And it looks like they're getting away with it. It looks like they're having a lot of fun and it looks like everything's fine. And it, see, it's not that big of a deal to not do what God says and to not follow his word and to not listen to his counsel. But that's because we haven't seen the rest of the story yet. And eventually, like with everything, with Hannah, with Hannah B in that situation, like the rest of the story is coming and it looks like she's having a great time dating all these guys, but there's a lot of tears there. We've even seen her cry on the show. We've seen what it looks like to date multiple people. It's, it's not good for your heart. And we've, and that happens with all areas of the Christian life is like, it looks like people are getting away with things. It looks like people are having fun, but we haven't seen the end of the story. And we know that God's way is always going to be the best. And you will be very happy one day that you did what Jesus said. Yeah. That you and took you followed the stairs. It. Yeah. You that took you took the stairs because you knew that they lead to life. And, um, and so the last thing I would say is, and again, help me here, Elena, cause again, I've only seen two clips and the guy who talked to her, who was like, Hey, uh, let me explain it. Like I understand it to okay. correct it. Yeah. The guy was like, Hey, I just would love that. I'd love to know you were saving yourself for marriage as yeah. we enter into kind of the finals here, final four, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she was like, no, I'm not. How dare you even say that to me? Or, hey, because if you had sex, that would be a deal breaker for me. And right. you're saying, hey, well, I did. And how dare you even say that? And I'm done with you and get out of here. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I'm hearing it secondhand. My understanding is that guy has not been, he's kind of been enemy number one, apparently, the entire show. Yeah, he's not very well liked on the show. He's not liked on the show, but he also claims to be a Christian. Right. 
And that's confusing too. Yeah. So there's probably thing again, it's not worth our time to go do play by play on the bachelorette. Yeah. <laughs> but if he's there, there may be things that we're not saying he's without mm-hmm. uh, error and totally. fault and misrepresenting Christ. That's the biggest tragedy. I think of this whole thing is it's misrepresenting Jesus. Don't claim to be a Christian and then live in a way that's counter to it. And who knows again, how ABC's edited this ABC is not pro Christian. So they're going to do everything they can to make a mockery of Christianity of Jesus and they're going to pay for it in hell. But, um, and I don't mean ABC as an institution. I mean, people who are opposed to the cause of Christ and working towards they're underneath the power of the evil one. And they're underneath the power of the prince of the power of the air that the, who's blinded the minds of unbelievers. Second Corinthians chapter three says, and, um, and so there's going to be justice coming for that. But the biggest tragedy, I think this whole situation that breaks my heart is people are looking into the world's watching and the name of Jesus is being hurt. And it's one thing to be hurt. I hurt the name of Jesus all the time when I don't live consistently with him. Mm-hmm. It's another thing for me to say, and I don't care how you, what you think about me. Cause I, Jesus and me are still cool. So you, you can't, don't judge me mm-hmm. like that further hurts the name of Jesus. I can say, look, I'm broken. And what I just did with, when I yelled at my wife, that was not God's best. And I, I hate that. And I'm a sinner and that's why I need a savior. And you need to know you're listening to a guy who's yelled at his wife over something dumb before that honors the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it tells the story and it portrays reality, which is I, like every person out there, am a broken sinner in need of God's grace. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, but if I just say, look, yeah, I yell at my wife and Jesus still loves me. Who do you think you are? That hurts the name of Christ. And, um, yeah. And so that's why we thought we needed to address it. We got no beef with any of these people other than, um, if something is entering into culture and it's confusing, it's inconsistent with God's word. Uh, we just thought it would be worth talking a little bit. Any other things that you guys would add? Yeah, just I think another thing that was brought up on the show is really Hannah just saying, hey, basically stop judging me. Like you're judging me for and this is my body and I can do what I want and you're not my husband. And so who are you to judge me? And we've done podcasts, views from the Porch podcast on this. We also did um a, a port sermon on this. It's called only God can judge me in our bad advice series. So you can go listen to those. But th- once again, there's some truth to that. Like, yes, God will be the ultimate judge, but also as believers, when someone else is claiming to be a believer, they're asking for other believers to help them follow Jesus and speak into their life. So if Luke is a follower of Christ and Hannah is a follower of Christ, then there should be some kind of mutual understanding that um, yes, they're not judging, but they're also trying just hold, trying to hold you to the own standard that they were saying they wanted to be held to. Hey, and let me be yeah. clear. You should be very judgmental when you date. Yeah. You should. You are dating in, in a job interview. You should be very, 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 listen to me very closely if you're dating. You should judge the person you're dating. And by that, I don't mean condemn or any of that. I mean, evaluate before you move forward blindlessly and say like, well, you know, yeah. I can't, I can't hold that against him. He, so he... He um, has uh, whatever insert fill in the blank problem that would be outside of scripture. That's just, he likes prostitutes or he's a strip club guy. I can't judge him there. You should judge. Yeah. And the things that you're seeing, like you want, this is the time to judge. Does that right. make sense? I'm not yeah. saying like be judgmental error. I mean, like you need to evaluate or condemn. Is this but... someone that I want to run with for the rest yeah. of my life? Yeah. So Luke, and again, I don't want to align myself with Darth Vader. If he's <laughs> yeah. the enemy number one of the show, but Luke may end up winning this whole thing. Like if, in other words, if, Dude, if uh, if being judgmental saved you from entering into marriage with someone whose posture of her heart is like that, yeah, dude, that's uh, you did not get the short end of the stick, even if you went home in the limo. That's all I got, man. Lord, redeem anything. We know that you redeem everything you allow, so I'm confident yeah. you're going to redeem this entire situation. 
And, um, and if The Bachelor continues, would you fill it with godly Christian people? If that's the right thing, I don't even know if it is. But um, we love you. Amen. All right, we'll see you guys next week on another episode of Views from the Porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.